When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I am so happy that you decided to join us. Um, if you like this podcast, you should go over and listen to a bunch of the other ones in our in our network with like the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast or High School Hoops or Coaching Youth Hoops. All of those are, I, I think, interesting. And uh, we would love if you left a five-star review. You can leave those one-star reviews at home. Um, but before we jump into the topic today, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. Um, mention Coach Unplugged and you'll get $450 off. You'll get great customer service. It is, um, it is. I can tell you from uh, someone that's still coaching, it has helped my team immensely. I can't tell you the number of shots that we have taken on our Dr. Dish machines. And then also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. You know, 25 years ago when I took over a program that no one wanted, that hadn't had had five winning seasons in 35 years, um, I was the only applicant. No one wanted it. I would have killed for a resource like teachhoops.com. It took me took me years to turn it into a national powerhouse. And um, I I have put all that secret sauce inside of teachhoops.com. So come over and check it out. 14-day free trial. It will give you the roadmap. It will give you me. It will give you one-on-one calls and office hours and, and a community of like-minded coaches. I think you'll love it. Let's head off to the podcast. All right. Today, we are going to go through some um, TeachHoop member questions. Um, I've got some that have already been sent to me, so that's pretty easy. Um, anybody that's listening to this live can can, can leave questions. Otherwise, um, you just have to hang along for the ride. Um, one of the first questions I had was how to attack a triangle in two. So I'm going to walk through that. So I'm going to, for those of you that are listening, I will try to describe this. Those of you who are just listening to it live. Um, but now what I'm going to try to do here is um, kind of walk through that. Those that are members of teachhoops.com are actually seeing a screen right now with a basketball court on it, um, which makes it a little bit easier. So uh, let me, I like the black here in the all right so um i gotta get my pen so we're, we have a court here um so we're gonna do a normal triangle in two so how would we attack a normal triangle two so a normal triangle two puts a person at the free throw line puts one at the low block puts one at the other low block and then puts two chasers so we'll put a chaser here 
and a chaser here. And usually I use X's when I'm doing these things, but um, it's just easier to kind of, maybe I'll, oops. Uh, maybe I'll just, I'm, I'm using dots at this point, but it doesn't really matter. Um, so I'll put one there. So there's your normal triangle to one guy, one person at the free throw line, two people chasing, two people at each lower block. Now, offensively, how do we attack this? Um, I like personally to overload a side. Um, it really will depend on how your how the rotation is. So you're basically going to have two people that are going to be defended. This person right here and this person are going to be basically chasing at all times. So what I like to do is basically this tends to be a small forward or a guard at the, at the free throw line. So what I like to do at that given point is I like to um, – I like to overload a, a specific side and put at least one of the two guys or gals being chased all the way onto the other side. So the way that works is I put one here. I'm going to use X's for this. Um, I put an offensive player here. I'll put an offensive player here. I'll put an offensive player over here, and I'll put an offensive player over here. I will put one of these two people that's chasing over here. Okay, so that means that the, one of the chasers is weak side. The rotation becomes hard at this point because who takes who? Um, you know, who comes out and covers the wing? Um, let's say, so let's say this guy, this person is actually chasing this one. So they'd come over and they would guard them. Let's say the high post to the free throw line comes over and extends. I agree. We can live with that. So I can, I can have that. But then there's a problem with these two. Um, you know, is this one going to come all the way out and then we're going to get a low block? Yes. Then you've got this whole weak side um, for movement, for skips, for flashes for the person. Um, if you really want to kind of throw them for a loop, is put one of the chasers over here um, on the overload side. <clears throat> with Especially with a triangle and two, the spots that are open are the elbows. The elbows are really open. So another thing that I will do to counter this is, uh, let me put my eraser on here, um, is I will, I will start in a 1-4 set. So I'm erasing at this point. So I will start in a 1-4 set to kind of um, counter them. So because normal, and I'll put the two people that are being chased on the outside. So I will put a chaser, I'll put a chaser, I'll put a chaser over here. Um, and then... Uh, I will I will one for it. So I will I will have someone bring the ball up, and then I will put two people at the free throw line at each elbow. So all of a sudden, it, it forces the bottom two guys to come up high. Um, and it, you know, one four sets are easy if you if you start in the one four set and you pass. It's easy to get to that overload set in the sense that if the ball goes from the top to the wing then it's really easy. This person can go all the way through. This person can dive down. This person can be in the high post. And then there's our overload against that triangle. Two. That's how I would attack the, definitely attack a triangle and two that way with that high one four and, and an overload would be, um, would be a great way to, to kind of attack that. All right. So hold on. Let me stop my share here. <coughs> I was just going over a triangle and two. There was a question about that earlier, so I figured to just get that one away. Um, 
There's one other question. Let me go back. Let me go back to my shared screen here. Someone else was asking earlier in the week about uh, about how to break a diamond in one that doesn't start on top. So the, let's say the diamond in one start. One person start, starts here and then they kind of slide it back a little bit. This this tends to be what we see in our league more often too because it's really hard to get it full court. Um, I like a one three set. One three one set against this, and all you got to do is kind of shift that down. So, um, the, you basically they're going to trap in this region here, in this region where the old hash marks used to be. So, what I like to do is I like to get I like to get a one four across at that point. So, the person with the ball here, um, and then literally like one person here. One person here kind of moving back and forth, one person there. Because then once the ball gets entered, one of them is going to be open. Once that ball gets entered to like <laughs> all the way across, then we can get a then we can get our cuts. And it's really hard for them to take care of those cuts. The cross cut across the front of the face is really hard to defend. Um, I think Bob was the one that asked that early in the day. So um Anyway, so I can diagram that up better than I can trying to use my finger here, but that's kind of the, that one four set, and then the cuts across, like you know. So the ball, the ball gets entered from the point guard to here. The these cross cuts are really hard. You can even have this person cut and this person and the and the and the five over here cutting to the middle, and it it opens it up a lot. So that's it for the two questions I had before. And I'm sorry I sound like Kermit the Frog. This was not me yelling at a fish. So, you guys have any questions up above, Todd or John? How you doing, doing, Steve? I'm good. I'm good. You know, trying to get my team healthy. 30 years of coaching, it's the worst. It's the worst we've ever had in 30 years. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, you know. I believe it. We've had, my... we've had a lot of kids miss time because of it. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, we had we had a I, I I played Thursday, Saturday this week, and I didn't have my starting two guard all weekend. He had like he had to go to the hospital. He had like 104. I think it broke yesterday, so hopefully we'll have him back end of this week. But it's like wow. I I mean, I haven't had my starting five in since before Christmas. That's <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's like band aids, you know. I will say I know you and I you and I talked earlier. The decision for me to go young is definitely paying off. It um, is. Good. Good. And why 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 may not Go ahead. It it may not be in the sense of wins and losses, but right. I I'll, I'll tell you what happened Friday night. We we had four games last week. It okay. beat the crap out of us. Four games is a lot in a week. You, you, we so, you, went, you, so you so you went young and you've got and you had four games in one week. What days did you play? Four games, Tuesday through Friday. You played Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yes, sir, we did. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's crazy. So Friday, Friday we went into the game. My seniors did not do well at all. At one point, we were twenty nine points in the first half. Okay, battled to set down at halftime I said no forget about it we're going young I benched all my seniors the the teamwork that, that my young kids showed was was just impeccable I couldn't right. agree 
We right. built, we ended up losing by three points, but right. I couldn't have been prouder that they, that they played, you know, at, at some point I had to look about going, going young, knowing what I got next year. Right. You know, we got four wins this year. We're not going to make much noise in the postseason tournaments. Right. And the thing is what I tell people, what I tell people when they go, when he, when you have a young team, cause I have a relatively young team too. Um, what I tell people is when you go young though, then that's when you got to get your, um, your team and your community and your family standard set because they're just happy. Yeah. To, they're just happy to be there, to be honest with you. So they're like sponges. So that's when you can mm-hmm. really teach them like, this is how we do that. This is how we do pregame. This is how, because their, their eyes are about this big and they're just happy to be there. Um, right. so that's what, it's really good. When you do go young, when you do have a young team, you just got to make sure because that will wear off. I'm going to tell you, um, you know, mm-hmm. the bright lights and all that kind of stuff's going to, but if you've already set all of your expectations and all of your, um, rules, as far as what's expected, it's going to make life the next three years or two years or whatever it is better moving forward. Um, right. Because they're just happy to be there right now and there's really no pressure on them and you know, they're learning and blah, blah, blah. I see that. I mean, I always see that when I move youngsters up, um, but then it's like you almost got to sometimes be as hard or harder on them just so they know that here are the expectations. Here's what's coming in the future, blah, blah, blah. Um, sure. Yeah. I would definitely make sure I'm doing that. So when does playoffs start for you? Uh, tomorrow. We got – it starts Monday. We're on the road. Wow. So, yeah. We literally play our first tournament game in March. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's March Madness, but it's literally yeah. March. Yeah, we're done by the end of February, regardless of how far we go. Oh, you really? Know, eight tournaments done done in February. Okay, so, so and th- that's the way it is around most of the country. So end of February. So then when do spring sports start? Do they start right away? We've started already. They crossed over right now. So I got oh, kids that are actually playing baseball that are conditioning with baseball after they're done with basketball practice. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so let's, yeah. let's, let's, bef- I don't know if you have any questions, but let's talk post, let's talk, um, let's talk, uh, uh, postseason stuff with your team. So we don't forget to do that. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So let's say things don't go well on Tuesday and you lose Season's over. Then what happens? These guys want to get in the room and start conditioning for next year as soon as we can. We're okay. done. We're you're by done. all accounts the season. So you collect your stuff. You have a banquet and you're finished. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So but what I'm doing is I, I am taking these kids to the playoff games, even if we're not making it, so they get a so they can get that taste of what yep. it's like. That's that's my plan. So, so that's the first thing you want to, it's like a visualization thing. You always want them to see where they want to go and what they want to do. So that's good. I agree. So if you get eliminated from the tournament, you make sure they go as far as you can go and watch that trail. So then what do you do? Do you sit down with each one of them? What do you do then at that point? This, this is my first year coaching. So that's my plan. So you're, so here's my plan is like, I would have an exit. I would have an exit meeting with all of them, like sit them in the locker room and have okay. a talk and here's how the season went and here's how things go. And I've got some of this stuff on T-Troops too. I can, I'll, I'll put you, 
email me and I'll send you in the right direction. But anyway, so I would have a post, okay. I would have a post meeting with everybody. So this is the way I do it. <clears throat> I get everybody in the locker room. We have a talk. We talk about the ups and downs. We, you know, we're a family, blah, blah, blah. And then I say goodbye to the seniors. Um, we do our kind of ritual things with them and then they leave the locker room. I'm sure we have the banquet after that, but anyway, we're, I'm done with them because I'm not going to coach them anymore. And then I sit everyone else down and I talk about what, what the expectations will be for the spring, what the expectations are for the summer, what the expectations are for the fall. You know, what, what do we want to do? Because the people in this room are going to help us do it. Um, and there'll be people not in that room that will help us do it too, because there's underclassmen, whatever, um, especially in a big school like mine. But anyway, so then I have, um, I have them fill out a form um, that again, I'll, I don't have it in front of me because I know we're going to talk about this, but you know, what are your goals? How are you going to reach those goals? All that kind of stuff. I just, it's basically an outline for me because then I sit down with each kid and my assistant coaches and we have a good 15 to 30 minute conversation about what we saw this year, their strengths, their weaknesses. What are they going to do to try to make the team? Where do we see them now? Where do we see them next year? Um, and I try to do that within a week of the season ending because I still have their attention. Um, anything after that, I don't tend to have their attention. And they get distracted with baseball right. and girlfriends and the weather gets warm and blah, blah, blah. And, um, so, and then I keep those sheets. So that's the first thing. So I'd have everybody do that. And then in the locker room at that post-game meeting, what I do is I have every kid, I have the kids that are leaving because they tend to be as honest, if not more honest. And then I have all the kids that are coming back rank everybody in the program. So they rank themselves and they rank they rank the kids in the team and they rank the kids below from number one to number 38. No one sees it other than the kid and me. And the reason I do this is like <clears throat> um, most, you know, like when I coached Wesley, most people had Wesley number one, the best player in our program, at least, but one of the best players in the state. So that was easy. But I want to see where they see themselves and where the rest of the players see them. So I get this whole Excel sheet. I got a blank one in teach hoops. I can show you that. And then I, then I basically input the numbers and I go, Hey, you see yourself as the fourth best returning player. Everybody else saw you at nine and I see you at 12. So, okay. There's a differing and most kids are within it's a stats teacher. in me. most kids are within a standard deviation but some kids are like, they think they're the third best player. And I got them at 22. It's like, whoa, we got to have a talk. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, a, it's a good free, that's my phone ringing. That's a good free kind of um, evaluation for them to kind of see where um, they kind of fit. Um, I've never had any problems with parents or anything because no one sees it other than the kid and me. But I can say, hey, right. all your teammates ranked you seven 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 six seven eight six six and you ranked yourself the one so it's not just me saying that you're not in that window it's everybody so you know we're not in reality at this point um hey everybody i hope you enjoyed the podcast if you love it and you want to support us go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better 14 day free trial as we talk subscribe like 
Jump up and down. Do whatever you got to do. Those Apple podcasts mean a lot to us. I read every one of them. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.